Well, settle down, Kathy. 501 in the Southland on a live imaging Tuesday, the LA Afternoon Drive Takeover, the Shiana Cap Show. Uh, producer Lindsay is in Cleveland. We're Cleveland Rocks, right? Is yeah. that what they say? What you I need don't to know. know. I'm done with Cleveland. brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa and Good Times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Is the river still on fire over there? Or no? no. It was no. the lake. Was it a lake? It was the lake. No, it was the river. I thought it was, it was the river. river. It was a river. It was the river. Did the river yeah. lead to the lake? There's a lot of pollutants in the in the river. I think that's yeah. what the song "The River" by Springsteen is about. Oh, well, there you go. I don't know. Probably anyway, take it away. Go ahead. Go ahead. Springsteen, the worst singer of all time. Great songs. <laughs> what amazing... are you talking about? He's not a singer. Dude, he's he, an artist. He's a screamer. George, when you... <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. what are you doing right when now? You, when you see this film, yeah. this Netflix special, yeah, about the one about we, we are the world, the world yeah. and they have Springsteen singing with no music, it's like. Wow, this guy's a recording artist and one of the all-time greats. Like, he's horrendous. But he was coming off the Born to Run tour. No, I get it. Or the Born in the USA tour. Horrible. And they, yeah. begged, him, they begged him to come by, and he did. And, he did. It was and awesome. remember, it was 4 a.m. when he recorded his track. I understand. After a long night. How dare you? Horrible. Somebody with no talent. Horrible. A talentless, medium market scoundrel. Call I, out the I, boss. I could have sung better. No, you couldn't have. Yeah, I could. We sing here every day. I scream better. I know you scream better, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah. So, Linz, what do you got? Well, I was going to ask Cappy, who was more awkward? Was it was it Bruce Springsteen or Bob Dylan? No, Bob Dylan was more awkward. He was awkward because yeah. of the moment. Yeah, Bob Dylan, one of the greatest. But Quincy Jones, Jones, Quincy Jones is like a head coach, like you know, hyping that's, his guys. That's, up. that's what he was. Yes. Yeah, he was amazing. Quincy Jones was incredible. I mean, you know, scandalous take, but Michael never sounded as good when he was wasn't with Quincy anymore. Uh, Michael, I got to talk about Michael's performance also a little bit later. People on. don't know what you're talking about, just so you know. No, a you lot probably of should do. put a, a the, reference the, point the, as the, to what you're discussing. The Netflix Netflix docu- docu- no, I'm just saying, like, explain to people what you're talking there's about. A, there's a brand new Netflix documentary. There you go. That's it. It's about the song We Are the World. It's right. called, what's it called, Chris? The Greatest Night in Pop. It is, it is the most amazing thing you've ever seen because you cannot imagine they'll never be able to do this again. So when you put this number of superstars together in the same spot, I'll talk about it later in greater detail. Bottom line is, no, you won't. Bruce Springsteen can't sing. <laughs> You'll forget it. It's, he's not there to sing. If you're a Springsteen Wait, fan, you want to. He's not there to sing. That's They're not all there what, to sing. Springsteen doesn't sing. Okay. You know who stole? He's the like show? Bob Dylan. You want to know who stole the show? Yeah. Huey freaking Lewis. Well, Huey and Lewis is a great artist. No, 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 no the news. news. There. No, 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 no. no news. No. Come on. No news. And Dan Aykroyd was in there too. For yeah, some I reason. never Dan Aykroyd. Never knew that. Yeah. That's he was like fresh off of the Blues Brothers. That's why they wanted him. All right. Take it away, Lynn. Thanks, Adato. All right, so earlier today, uh, free agent pitcher and Dodgers icon Clayton Kershaw reportedly agreed to a contract to return to the team according to multiple reports. Why? What a joke. We played to start off the day. I apologize, Lynn. At 10 a.m. straight up to begin Live Imaging Tuesday, mm-hmm. we played the three best highlights of him choking in the playoffs. Oh, and it was God. joyous. Wow. It was so wow. joyous. You're going to knock Clayton Kershaw, but you're going to get upset when I knock Bruce Springsteen? Come on, man. Do better. Well, Clayton Kershaw gives it up in the postseason, man. Go ahead. Did you guys see that there was a viral, a poster that was in like a a sandwich shop or somewhere in New York City that went viral? And it was like, what to do when someone's choking? And the pictures were all of like cartoons of Clayton Kershaw. Oh, (laughs) wow. It went viral like last week. It was pretty funny. I have to laugh at that. That is pretty funny. (laughs) So, yeah, anyway. who knows to, whether or not this will be his last year, but it will be his 16th season. Yeah, well, uh, I, I think MLB. it's going to be his last year. If you want to you know what the good news is yeah. on the Kershaw thing? Are you going to go? Are you going to do the Travis Rogers apologist route right no, now? No, no. Here's oh. what I'm going to do. You guys all laughed at me last year when I had the most brilliant concept of all time. So it is that? Just Which, wait until the playoffs. Yeah, that's do what's not, coming. No, no. That's what's coming. Do not. He, ha- it's do all going to be great because he's going to start in August and he will still choke no, in the playoffs. No, here's the deal. 
I said last year you should never pitch Clayton Kershaw in the first half of the season. Just wait until the All-Star break. Wait until after the All-Star break. Well, guess what? Because of his off-season surgery... He will not pitch until after the All-Star break. So you're saying this is the year? This is, this his, is the this year is that he year. doesn't choke in the playoffs. This is the year. Well, the year they won, Kershaw. he didn't choke in the playoffs. Well, he had a six-month break. Well, that's the same thing that could be said for the Lakers. Right. Okay, we don't need to go down this rabbit hole. I mean, it is true. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think that either one necessarily... I mean, they all had six-month or three-month break. Everybody did. All I can tell you is this. Kershaw will not and pitch And there were the no fans. Down. Well, there were a few fans. No, there were fans at the baseball. Some fans. Yeah, a little fan. Not many, though. Not enough to get in that brain of his and and get that bile to choke up. The bile? Wow. The bile. Hey, Kershaw won't pitch the first half of the season because he's coming off shoulder surgery or arm surgery or whatever. Actually, Cap, it's called uh, surgery to repair the glenohumeral ligament. That's what I meant. That's what I meant to say. Glenohumeral is what I was getting at. That's right. A lot of people just call it the GH, but I, you know, listen. I I think I got a UCL (laughs) problem. I think I need Tommy John. Really? Yeah, my right arm is like, this thing right here is killing me. Between your back and your UCL. Yeah. I had lunch with Dr. Clapper. Yeah. How are you? He's back tomorrow. Calling in during COVID. Tell tell him I I think I got a UCL. I think I need Tommy John. He looked at my finger. He he got me, he's got, he ordered me a spring, uh, a spring uh, thing. What do they a, call a it? A spring thing? But a spring splint. Oh, really? Wait, he's, he's coming spring. back tomorrow? Yeah. No, Thursday. For what do you our, mean? For our 224 to talk about Kobe. Oh, that's wonderful. Tell yeah. him I got a UCL problem. Okay. Yeah. I need him to check my UCL. Is a UCL a like a urinary tract problem? No, Is that's that? the... U- <laughs> oh, it's in your elbow. Oh, look. You got a urinary tract problem? What happened? I thought it was a urinary <laughs> tract <laughs> issue. <laughs> lateral right. You okay? That, I said Tommy John. I don't know. Sometimes they do Tommy John when you have a urinary tract infection. Says you want who? some cranberry well, no, it's juice? Just, it's, it's, it's malpractice. It's like the wrong surgery. Different John. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Different John. Yeah. <laughs> got it. You got to get that cleared up, George. Yeah. Those are painful. Yeah, this thing is killing me. Seriously. Wow. Well, what have you been doing? Oh, I, you've been pitching batting practice to, to And Mateo. pickleball. Oh, pickleball. You, you, honestly, you're, you're kicking me off the pickleball team. You're hurt. You got a back problem. You got a urinary tract infection. Listen, ask Beto. <laughs> they were up 7 nothing on me. Were they not? Yeah, and then you got hurt. And then I came back to win, though. Even hurt. What's, that, what's the treatment that you bought? Unlike you, I will fight till I'm my last breath. You, really? on the other hand, well, I do. you will just call it in. You'll throw in the towel. <laughs> I'm done. What's the treatment you take for UTIs that you can get if I get CVS? Azo? Azo? Yeah, Azo. Yeah. Oh, really? We're going to get you some Azo. That, that is what you <laughs> need to Tommy know. John. Brought to you by Morongo <laughs> Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Well, I hope you feel better, man. Thank yeah. you. Uh, so, I mentioned to Laker fans that you could feel, you, you, you know, what is the Laker fans' biggest complaint this season? Cappy. What is their biggest complaint? Yes. Boy, I feel like there's a right answer and a wrong answer. Go ahead. I, I mean, it's it's a fairly obvious one based on what we do every day here. Well, I would say that the Lakers' biggest complaint is, is the that- The Lakers fans. Yeah. Well, I would say it's Darvin Ham. Correct. Oh, really? Yes. You hear that? I got it right. <laughs> that was good. That was pretty cool. Yes. That wow. is their biggest complaint. That just like popped right out you of You don't have mouth. to make it a bit. We could just keep well, no, flowing I mean, for I a few minutes. I think about it. It just happened. Yeah. We are a sports station. We now, can get through at least 60 seconds straight. It was subconscious. <laughs> I was just praising Ty Lue in the last second, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Ty Lue, to me, is one of the top two or three coaches in basketball right now. Okay. 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 <laughs> Morales has had it. Yeah. He's done. And he just had it. The Lakers could have had him. The Lakers could have had Tyron Lue. That is true. They could have had him before mm-hmm. Frank Vogel, mm-hmm. and they didn't because they quabbled about or quibbled about money. Money. Mm-hmm. How much? You have any idea? He wanted five year a five year deal. They only wanted to give a three. Mm-hmm. And, what, and he's a coach with a championship, so I didn't blame him for wanting a five year deal, wanting yeah. more stability. Mm-hmm. And what did Darvin Ham get? When I don't signed? remember. I off mean, the it's top good to know. But anyway. I know Frank Vogel got a three year deal. Okay. So yeah. I do know that. But 
You are are you crediting Tyron Lue for Darvin got a four year deal. Whoa, let's call a timeout here. Darvin got a four year. Tyron Lue wanted a five year, and Darvin. You know, there's. I mean, there was a time earlier, two weeks ago, before they went on this road trip. Before, uh, listen, during this road trip, there was a time at one and two in this road trip. I yeah. thought he might get whacked, even though everybody said no, he's fine because we hired him and we don't want to look stupid for hiring. And they they gave him a four year deal, at least according to the reports I'm reading. Right okay, now. gotcha. Yeah. And Tyron Lue, a guy who had already had a championship and who had worked back with then, LeBron back then, right? He wanted knew, he wanted a five year deal. Okay, and they wouldn't give it to him. No. Okay. And that he was like, all right. Peace out then. And then he ended up going down the street, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. So, like, for all the issues you have with the head coach's stuff, Laker fans, you could have had the guy who is an elite-level head coach. Not, look, and you know I like Darvin, but he's a, he's a, he's a newcomer. He's going to have a learning curve. No learning curve with Ty Lue. By the way, there was no learning curve necessarily with the previous guy either. Like, he had been deep in the playoffs. He won you a championship. Um, or was the coach for a championship team? You can mm-hmm. make. I mean, I, I do think he did really good coaching things that season. Um, and money mm-hmm. has found you in this situation where, in retrospect, because that's the one thing you've you've always been kind of referencing. Like they are a mom and pop organization, right? Like that the, the dollars are counted in a different way than Steve Ballmer counts it. That's for sure. The Lakers do not have a desperation situation organizationally and historically. And here's what I'm getting at. This will just go back to Jim Harbaugh as an example, okay? Jim Harbaugh is going to get paid $16 million a year for five straight years from the Chargers. Prior to that, they hired guys like Darvin Ham. Correct. First-time guys. They hired first-time head coaches who were inexpensive and who were controllable. They were big on homes. You you do what we tell you to do. We're going to provide the roster. It's going to be excellent, and your job is to go out there and coach it. And we're going to give you a good staff, too. And they always, the Chargers, went the cheap route. Now they finally decided, because of their desperation situation, they can't go cheap anymore. So they're spending three times more on a head coach than ever before. It's the same thing with the Lakers. You know, we've been complaining and everybody wants Darvin Ham fired. And yes, last week you brought up all these points about the analytics and who should be playing and who should be getting less minutes, who should be getting more minutes, where is the front office to help, et cetera, et cetera. But I said this to you last week. Why did they hire a first-time head coach right. to coach a guy like LeBron James and Anthony Davis when LeBron is in the twilight of his career? Why not go out and get the best coach? Because you keep saying that when you're in the LeBron business, all your chips are in the center of the table? Yep. Really? Because hiring a first-time head coach doesn't say that. I would agree. Now, what is your point, though, about the Clippers? My point is they are... they Look, they don't have the titles. I get that. They have... Uh, withered away in the postseason. I get that. Um, however, it's not like they haven't made some strides as an organization, right? They have a real infrastructure, okay? They have a robust front office, mm-hmm. right? They've got an owner that's willing to spend. They're building a brand new damn arena, right. for and, God's sake. And, and by the way, what will be, whether you like it or you don't like it, it will be the greatest. It will be to arenas what SoFi is to stadiums. Correct. Okay. I mean, it's, it's probably going to get somebody like me who when I go to a Clipper game over here at, at Crypto, like I barely am watching. Right. I'm only going to Clipper games when the Clippers are hosting the Lakers. Right. It will the new arena is going to have somebody like myself go to this go to these games. Yeah. So what I'm saying is they've also been to the Western Conference Finals for the first time in their history. And by the way, they did that in a year where Kawhi got hurt in that series, okay? In a series before. So they've made some strides, 
They may not have the championship yet, but they've built something. Whether they can capitalize on it, we'll see. It doesn't always happen in sports. But they certainly have a real foundation now, whereas the Lakers' foundation is a little shaky. Yeah, but what you said about them going 31-8 and since they started out 0-5 in the Harden era, I mean, I got to be honest with you, George, I don't know if it really registers with everybody. You are doing the game. You're doing the broadcast tomorrow. So mm-hmm. you are you are in it. Your mind is in it. For me, I barely see the Clippers. Right, but 31-8 and eight is impressive. Like, that's not a small amount of games. No. That's almost 40 games. I know, and I and yet I barely see them. Right, but I'm telling you, they are, they're there. They are going to be a force to be reckoned with. Whether they win it or not is a different story. Crazy stuff. Nobody thought Denver was going to necessarily win last year, and they won. So, uh, hey, real quick, we're supposed to have Ed Reed and Reggie Wayne, perhaps, but we're trying to figure out we got a phone situation with do them. We do. But in the meantime, here's what you do. You getting ready for the big game? You got to celebrate, man. Celebrate with award-winning artisanal small batch premium sippy tequila. Fa- 518 to the <laughs> South. <laughs> Jeez. Trying. Shit, I'm trying. trying. On this day in 1982, the number one hit, the Jay Giles Band. Centerfold, baby. Nice. You hit it nicely. So, Cappy, you're going to be partying at Yamava this weekend. Yeah, this Sunday for the big game, I'm telling you right now, Yamava during the AFC and NFC Championship games was going berserk. Right. This weekend, it's going to go even more crazy, and I'm going to tell you why. Because Reggie Wayne and Ed Reed, two Super Bowl champions, will be there, plus the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders, plus I'm giving away $1,000 during the game, all the food, all the beer, it's going to be going cray-cray. You're going to be there with football royalty who join us now, Reggie Wayne and Ed Reed. Now, guys, listen, I don't know if you guys are able to handle Cappy. Cappy's a wild man out there. He's like the mayor at Yamava. Uh, you guys will be the attraction, but he's going to try to steal your shine, so I'm just letting you know ahead of time. Well, so it sounds like Cappy is the person I need to be hanging with. Reggie Wayne loves Cappy. Oh. I love him already. <laughs> oh, Reg, you don't even understand, dude. I already booked us a VIP table in the front row. We're going to eat. We're going to drink. We're going to watch the game. We're going to hold court. We are going to have an amazing time this upcoming Sunday, fellas. I'm so excited about it, man. I mean, if you're in Southern Cal, man, like, this is going to be the biggest viewing party there is. I've already heard stories about it. I am glad to be a part of it. And shoot, you just said it. Cappy is the guy to be around. So, sure, I'm good. Yeah. Well, and listen, we all have something in common here. I'm from Miami. He's from Broward County. You guys obviously played okay. down there. So, it's going to be, you know, it'll be like a little bit of a family out there for sure. Hey, it's a family reunion, a family affair. I love it. Hey, I love me, it. Let me ask you guys a question. So, Ed, you and Reggie, you guys both got to the University of Miami the same year. Is that right? Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. 
Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Is Ed not here? Okay. Oh, we don't hit- all right, well, but listen, I got it. I can take over. Yeah, take it, Reg. Reggie, this, did you? This, 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 this is what roommates do, right? This is what roommates do. You pick up for each other, all right? So yeah, me and in two thousand, uh, I mean, uh, in nineteen ninety-seven, me and Ed, we both from uh, from New Orleans, and uh, we came in at the same time. And uh, being from New Orleans, we kind of already kind of had like a a relationship with each other as far as knowing how each other personality probably is going to be. You know, we actually didn't know each other until we got to school. Now, our schools, right, was in the same uh, uh, 5A conference, okay? But we never played each other in high school because either we were losing a playoff the game before or they would. You know, so we never linked up to play each other in high school. But once we got into college, man, it was like, hey, okay, you like, you like listening to music? Perfect. I like listening to music too. Cool. So, like, everything that we did – it was like a clone of each other. So we hit it off from the jump. That is exactly what I wanted to ask you guys. Both of you guys being from Louisiana, both going to Miami the same year, did you guys mm-hmm. know each other? And you're saying that you didn't know each other in high school, but you must have known of each other. Because like when you're the top high school players in yeah. L.A. or in Orange County, you know who the other top players are more so today than back in the late 90s. Yeah. You guys had to have known each other's yeah. reputation in high school, right? Absolutely. So there was this thing that we had. It was called Popeye's chicken and uh, uh, Popeye's chicken and biscuits, right? And Popeye's chicken and biscuits was on a news like sports jam type of thing, right? So they would show all the high school, you know, highlights. You know, they would show all the high school highlights throughout the state. And every time I sit back, I have a good game. I run back a punt return. I catch a, a touchdown. Maybe play defense a little bit. Catch an interception. I'm like, all right, they gotta have me on Popeye's chicken and biscuits, right? <laughs> and I'm looking at it. I'm like, okay. I ran back up to show my punt return for a touchdown. I'm like, good. All right, cool, right? Then all of a sudden, I'm like, I see Ed Reed. I'm like, who is this pigeon-toed dude that go to Deathman <laughs> that just keeps running back punts when I run back punts? And then all of a sudden, he'll score two touchdowns in the interception. I'm like. Who is this dude? I kept hearing about Ed Reed. Ed Reed. Who is Ed Reed? And then all of a sudden, we it was a playoff game, and uh, I ended up going. You know, me and some of my high school buddies, we went to the playoff game, and then all of a sudden, Ed Reed and some of his buddies come. And when they came, everybody seemed like they like they parted the sea, like they moved out of their way. I'm like, who is this dude? Like, why is he like 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 he's the the master? of Louisiana football. Like, everybody got quiet. Everybody got out of his way. I'm like, who is this cat? And sure enough, it was Ed Reed who ended up being my roommate as freshman at, at the University of Miami. And now, that's, man, that's my brother. That's, that's my brother just from a different mother. Reggie Wayne joining us here, Super Bowl champion, NFL great, future Hall of Famer for sure. Um, you know, Reg, I, obviously I grew up down there. You guys, your teams brought that that school back basically in a big way. Yeah. And it's funny because mm-hmm. I loved watching you guys as growing up. And then I also loved from afar, because back then I lived out there, loved watching USC and what they did in that Reggie Bush group that brought them back basically. Very similar to the way you guys brought uh, Miami back. I just wish for I wish we would have gotten the chance to see those two teams collide because if you get Southern California versus the South Florida kids and, and the kids that they were recruiting nationally and the kids you were recruiting nationally, to me that would have been the best matchup of that era by far. Man, we'd have loved it. See the beauty about us is like we took our lumps early. 
All right. You know, we all was out there playing as true freshmen. And our, our first year in 97, we went five and six. Like, we were struggling, you know, but we was it was all true freshmen out there. And Reed, Ed would have been playing as a true freshman, but he broke his ankle playing basketball, living his Michael Jordan days, right? <laughs> so he broke, his, he broke his ankle, so he didn't play. He ended up red-shirting, you know. So, but everybody else out there, we was pretty much true freshmen, and we were taking our lumps, but we got better and better each year. And then all of a sudden, my senior year, right, in, in 2001, okay, we ended up playing in the Sugar Bowl, which I, I still, uh, you know, was angry at. Now, it was, it was, it's kind you of should have been in the national that, championship game yeah, that year, right? Yeah, we should have been, should have yeah. been there, right? It was kind of bittersweet because the Sugar Bowl is played in New Orleans, which is where we're from. But I would much rather play in a championship game, which I want to say that year it was in the Orange Bowl. So I'd have been like playing at home in our, in our own backyard, you know. But um, but you know it, you know we took our lumps. And luckily for Ed, by him redshirting, the very next year is when they won the championship game. So, like, really, we should have went back to back to back in championship games. That's how it should have been. And we played Florida my senior year, and I want to say we, we beat Florida by, like, 20 points. It wasn't even close. Like, we were putting all our backups in. But, man, we was loaded. We had some guys uh, that, you know, that, that's, you know, obviously we've had a lot of first-rounders and all that stuff, and it's always a debate, you know, about, you know, the 2000, you know, championship team 2001 championship team was the best team of all time i would debate that because i want to say the year before we it, it probably was better you know like i had santana Moss on the other side of me a baby andre johnson who barely even played you know what i mean so it was like like we were loaded you know what i mean so to see those two teams collide it would have been epic it would have been a movie well and first of all you get la and miami right like you get those two cities those two schools it just honestly i always said like during the nil era which i feel like both schools can take advantage of because they're in big cities i feel like all those Mm -hmm. sec schools better watch out that those two schools don't get it right because if they get it right i think they can dominate again oh man you know what i mean getting all these recruits you know you just need especially in the state of Florida, which I'm sure it's the same in California because they got a lot of big-time schools in, in Florida. I mean, in California. But, like, Florida is always about whoever is winning. That's how they're going to get all the guys. So once Miami starts to win and win consistent, there's going to be some problems. There's going to be trouble. So, hey, this Sunday, Reggie Wayne, a Super Bowl champion himself, and Ed Reed, another Super Bowl champion, two guys who were roommates in college, are going to be with us out at Yamavon. We're going to have a great time. So everybody make sure you make your plans and definitely make reservations. So, Reggie, um, as far as the Super Bowl, you know, you say next year is in New Orleans. This year is in Vegas. It's almost hard to believe that the Super Bowl is in Las Vegas because growing up our whole lives, it was like no Las Vegas, no gambling. It's pretty amazing that the Super Bowl finds its way into Vegas this year. What do you think about that? I think it's outstanding. Right, One thing you can't do, you can't. You're not going to keep the money away from the NFL for long. (laughs) They're going to find a way. They're going to find a way to get it done. But, I mean, like, like when you hear Vegas, you just think of good time, right? And, and just think about having a Super Bowl there. Uh, the strip is going to be lit up as always, right? It's going to be a phenomenal time. I think uh, that you know, uh, Allegiant, uh, you know, Stadium is a, is an awesome, you know, stadium. It's one of the newest ones in the last few years, you know. So it's it's going to be a, it's going to be a good time. It might be a little pricey, but it's going to be a good time. <laughs> I, I'm excited for it. And uh, shoot, you always have a good time in Vegas, right? Oh, no doubt. Now, Reggie, you played in a couple of these games. You know what I'm saying? So I'm curious to see the first time when you were there, because there's going to be a lot of these first time guys there, right? Like, 
what what when did you realize oh this is a different game than even the playoff games we were playing in previously like was there a hit was there a way a guy was talking to you was it a guy not talking to you what was different about it that you knew oh this stage is much different than even the AFC title game well for us it was always like we we try to you know our model all for the two weeks we were preparing it was like all right just another game right just another primetime game. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. Everything will be okay. So that's kind of how we took it, right? Now, now, granted, we had curfew and all that stuff. So, And both Super Bowls I played in was in Miami, right? I won one and I lost one, right? So both of them was in Miami. So I was familiar with the city. I was almost like a tour guide. I was a tour guide for everybody. I'm just making sure we get back on time so we don't mess up curfew. But it was just – it was a normal game for us until – until – kickoff when they kicked the ball well actually we kicked the ball off okay and you seen all the cameras flashing from the stands you just seen nothing but lights flickering right and it was like holy crap like this is more than just a regular game you know what i mean and mind you we played the chicago bears right at super bowl 41 mm-hmm. we played chicago Bears. we kicked off to to Devin Hester. Your former my, teammate. Right, Miami right. Hurricanes. Yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> and, and and he ran it back. He ran it all the way. And the funny thing about that, guys, it was for two weeks we said, you know what, we're not going to kick it to Hester. We're not going to kick it to Hester. We're going to make their offense, play offense, and travel the whole field. We're going to pooch it, right, and we're going to make Rex Grossman beat us. All right? But the day before the game, the night before the game, right, we had a team meeting. And our head coach at the time was Tony Dungy. Tony Dungy says, you know what, guys? Right? I had a dream. Right? He hit us with the Martin Luther King. I have a dream, right? <laughs> okay. What's your, what's your dream? Right? And my dream, we kicked it off to Hester. Everybody looked at each other like, man, that was a nightmare. That ain't no dream. <laughs> like, we had a nightmare. Like, you know what I mean? So it was like, no, we kicked it off to Hester. Our, our kickoff team, we covered, we tackled them inside the 20-yard line, and we realized that we can do this, and we did it for the majority of the game. So we was like, oh, okay, you know, Tony Dungy, heavy, big-time Christian man, you know, he, he had he had a good dream, and he, okay, whatever you say, coach, that's what we're going to do. So we, we, we fired up our kickoff team for the next, you know, for the next 24 hours. Man, y'all got this. Y'all can do it, right? And we kicked it off. And Hester ran it back, and everybody's looking at Coach Dungy. Like, man, what happened to your dream? Right? Like, 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 what dream? And the funny, this is how I knew we was going to be all right. This is how I knew we was going to be all right. Super Bowl game, the biggest, you know, sports game, right, in, 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 the, in the country, right? And he looked back at everybody and says, who told y'all to kick it to Hester? <laughs> <laughs> so everybody just kind of busts our last on the sideline. It's during the Super Bowl. <laughs> and that's when I said, you know what? We're going to be all right because Coach Dungey is loose. Yeah. He is playing loose. He's not He's not stressing. He's not putting any pressure on anybody. And from that point on, like, we took control of that game. Now, it was a wet game. It was raining. Right. Yeah. Right? right? Yeah. It was raining. And, uh, you know, I ended up actually scoring the first touchdown for us. Right, so that's a that's a trivia question for you guys. Right, there you go. Who scored the Indianapolis Colts first touchdown in the Super Bowl? It was our me, our right? guy Reggie Wayne. Super that's Bowl forty one. That's there right. You go. Yeah. Right. So, um, so like you know, we took control of that game. You know, the rain kind of. I think if it wasn't raining, 
we would have beat them by at least 25. Oh, yeah, for sure. That definitely neutralized them. Although it, it was cool, and you were in the locker room probably by then. It was cool when Prince was performing in the rain, though, at halftime. Oh, but we but we can hear it. We can hear it. We, we sit in there because, the, like, the Super Bowl halftime is almost like double of a regular right, game. Right. So so we're sitting up there. We, we're trying to dry off. We're putting on new jerseys and stuff, you know, dry, you know, uh, gear. So we can, you know, get out of that wet stuff. And we can hear Prince. Right, we can hear him going off, and uh, we actually can hear like the flames go off. You know, because it was raining when he performed. Right, like, the pyrotechnics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, it, like the flames was going off, and then we hear him playing "Purple Rain," and it, and it was raining. I'm like, man, did he? Maybe, maybe he had a dream too. It was like epic. You know what I mean? So yeah. it was like we can hear Prince going on. Right, we had the lead at that time. Now we're just trying to figure out, you know, let's not screw this up. Let's keep playing our game. You know, we're gonna be all right, and then we can live the rest of our rest of our off season like the Beatles. We can just live it up and have yeah. a great time. And, and and thankfully, man, we you know our defense played well. Got caused some turnovers. We had a pick six uh, by Calvin Hayden, and uh, that pretty much sealed the game for us. All right, so here's the deal: Sunday, Reggie Wayne. Ed Reed will both be there at Yamava, the 909, the greatest sports bar on the planet. With you, Cappy. With me, right? So we got two Super Bowl champions that are going to be there. It's going to be amazing. Now, Reg, before you go, I have a dream. Uh-oh. And it's okay. just it's just like the Peyton Manning commercial. You know the commercial where Peyton okay. Manning orders Bud Lights and he buys a round for the entire bar? My dream yeah, is... Yeah, around to everybody, yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to get a couple of Bud Light cans because it's going to be you, me, Ed Reed, the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders, the Bud Light girls... I'm going to get some cans of Bud Light and you go deep. What do you think? Ooh, I love it. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. I, mean, I got to make sure... I gotta make sure I stretch my hammies. Yo, now, you know, let me just tell I, you. I let, let me just tell you, Reg. Cappy played college football like you, but he played at Pitt. But he wasn't a quarterback; he was a kicker. Okay, right, I'm just right. letting you know. Right. So I don't really throw the ball that well, but it's a can he can of beer. kick it to you. Yeah. He can kick it to you for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just you know what? Whatever you do, just throw that ball. Like just make sure it's a spiral. Well, Reg, thank you for joining us, man. Appreciate you taking the I'm time. Excited. Have fun. Uh, keep Cappy in line for me because. I won't be able to be there, but keep him in line for me, okay? I, I guarantee you, I, I'll take care of it. And make sure you guys is out there listening. You don't want to miss this. If you can make it, make sure you 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 get there, and we're going we, hey, we to party like it's 1999. Yeah. There you go. All right, Reg. Reggie Wayne, thank you so much, man. There oh, man, is. I am so psyched about this because I got a hotel room on Saturday night at Yamava yeah. and on Sunday night. So yeah, maybe, Who negotiated that for you? You did, and you did a great job. Now, maybe me and Reg take it to the next level on Sunday night. How great was Reggie? He was awesome. Did he want to do afternoon drive in L.A.? <laughs> Sedano and the, Sedano and the Sed- Colts. Sedano and Reg? <laughs> <laughs> Sedano and number 87. Man, that was great. Yeah, he was great. He got a big old personality. Love he that. does. He was he, great. Well, he was always that way. Yeah. I mean, as a player, even as a kid, I remember covering his teams back but I, then. But I'm going to do that Peyton Manning thing where Peyton grabs the Bud Lights at the bar and starts whipping them around the bar. That's going to be me. That would be, that'd be fun, Cappy. Yeah. At Yamava. Yeah. It's going to be a big event at the 909. I'm sure they love it if you just start throwing beers across the room. No, they love it. They're going to think well, it's to, awesome. To Reggie, for sure. Yeah. I mean, Reggie's going to catch him. Ed yeah. Reed's going to cover Reggie. Oh, that He might pick interception. The, yeah, pick the yeah. Bud Light can. Pick six, go the other way. What do you think about that? I like it. Any sort of bit we do is great. Yeah, yeah. that could, you should come out on Sunday. I'm not going. You to. should come out. We I may need you Sunday. No, no, no. no. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, fine. Yeah, don't yeah, you yeah, have yeah. Rachel? Yeah, Rachel's yeah, coming. You're fine. I'd come over there, but you know, if it was any other day, you know. But it's it's steak Sunday, steak Super Bowl Sunday. Oh, really? I got a lot of ribeyes to. Cook. I got Engelbert Humperdinck on Saturday night. Yeah. You do a lot, a lot yeah. of ribeyes. Where at? 
Beverly Hills at the uh, Sabian Theater or the Sabian, some one of those. Mm. Mm. I heard you say so it Bond. You you would be like the Al Jarreau of of We Are the World because you know Al Jarreau. No, got don't, don't don't. I haven't seen it yet. Don't what? do that. What? I'm not spoiling it I'm for anybody. Watch it. I'm going to watch Just it tonight. Wait. You are? Yeah. All right. Watch it tonight. Yeah, watch it tonight. It's kind of like you how are. you've been trying to watch True Detective well, for like I'm three weeks. No, no, but I'm waiting. Weeks. I'm waiting till I can binge it. It's four weeks in already. Right, but then I'm going to watch all four weeks. Then I'm going to have to wait a week. I don't want to do that. What? Then you're going to just wait till ten weeks when no. it's over? How many weeks are there? Ten. Okay, then I'm going to get to about seven. Oh, for the love. Anyway. You're you know a bad what? guy. Am I? You're a bad guy. Really? I, I kind of missed you the last week or so, and now I'm just tired that you came back. Really? Yeah. You know who I was happy to see? Jacob when he was here today. Oh, I, I was, was happy lovely. to see Trudell the other Wonderful. day. Wonderful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jacob 542 in the Southland on a live imaging Tuesday well we had a good run technically here and now things have are falling apart so I apologize if you were on the YouTube stream if you're trying to call in so they missed Reggie Wade talking about he was going to go deep with Cappy yeah that's too bad Cappy was going to throw him a Bud Light kid dude I am planning on throwing it to him too I am. We're it would be funny a- if Ed Reed does intercept you though and it's just a radio station <laughs> we're just creating content you know we promote our YouTube stream every hour on the hour. The most followed thing. Not important to work in afternoon drive. Nah. Don't you think that maybe the two things are related? Nah. You're saying the phone's Well, if we working? had an engineer to figure that yeah. out, that'd be great. <laughs> well, who do you want to blame for that? I thought you were the engineer. I think, I, I think so. I thought you were the guy no, who hired the engineer. Corporate took this one. Yeah. Oh, he I, did? Uh, he took the phones. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> By the way, on this day, yeah. where's my God for Let's hire paper. an engineer. Why don't we just hire one? Like on Upwork. <laughs> this day in 2014, Jay Leno hosted his final show, yeah, right. his final show of the Tonight Show. But that was when he came back, right? Jay so Leno. He retired, and then they gave came the job back. to Conan, and then he came right back, and then mm-hmm. Conan got mad, right? And everybody was, hated Jay yeah. Leno then. Yeah, there was some stuff with Jay yeah. Leno. Anyway, allegedly. we like to play a TV theme when it's Radio Tinder time. You can follow her at Lindsay Baseball on Twitter, Instagram. Don't forget about our sponsor, Tequila Mandala. Brought to you by our friends at Tequila Mandala. Always swipe right on Tequila Mandala. Award-winning small batch premium sippy tequila made from the finest mature agaves. Available everywhere. Fine tequilas are sold. Visit their website tequilamandala.com and demand the extraordinary with Tequila Mandala. You know, Evan Cohen, you're busy hanging up on me. Once you figure out why we can't get the key to the stream up. Yeah. Take it Lindsay. I want to hear more about that. Yeah, I know you do. Founded in the city of Downey, Tequila Mandala, not Evan Cohen. Just like me. Take it away. Hey, maybe we're getting attacked again. From the Russians? The Russians. You think so? That could be it. Yeah, because isn't the stream, it's probably related to like the phone, the internet, right? It's all linked. I don't know. Could be. Yeah, it's voice over IP. Yeah. I'll give you a voice over IP. dang VoIP. All right, so a day after a historic ruling that could change collegiate sports by allowing NCAA athletes to unionize, Rick Pitino said he thinks that the sport needs a salary cap and a new hierarchy to thrive. I agree with that. Yeah, Pitino tweeted today that the major conferences in college basketball should join forces and create a salary cap of up to $2 million. He did not specify if that number would include NIL payments or funding directly from schools, so... Uh, obviously, you agree, Sedano. Uh, I was going to ask you guys to swipe left or swipe right if you agree, but you do. So if you want to expound on that, that'd be lovely. Yeah, I'll swipe right, Linz. Um Yeah, look, <laughs> expound if you would. Uh, <laughs> clearly, <laughs> I, you know, kids are getting paid, mm-hmm. right? And I think the problem is, here's the challenge. So NIL is regulated by the states, right? And it perhaps needs to be more of a national thing, Um but I don't know if it should be a level playing field. I think there should be... I don't agree completely with Rick Pitino. I think there should be a salary floor for Power 5 schools. Not a salary cap. Okay? That's what I think they should have. Because if you're a Power 5 school, you should be incentivized to have to compete. Because what some schools are, at this point, are just feeder schools. So you know what? Get off your ass. All right? Sell your school. 
All right. And make some money for those kids. OK, like not every school needs to be if, if it's not like USC or, you know, we were talking to Reggie Wayne, right? Miami or Florida State or, you know, Notre Dame, like those schools have big donors, big money people. The other there are plenty of other schools in the power five that can motivate their people to compete with the big boys. You don't always have to have the highest payroll to win. We've seen it in baseball where there's no salary cap. It doesn't mean that just because you have the highest payroll, you're going to win. Look at the Dodgers the last couple of years. But I think it's kind of a weird thing because, you know, power five is more of a football phrase. You know what no, I mean? No, basketball too. I know, but the thing is, is that there are a lot of conferences that are not considered power five that are really good, especially at the top of their conferences. You know, so like you're like the Mountain West. You're well, saying. like Mountain West is one example. I mean, yeah. they've got three teams that are probably all tournament teams, even you know without. I mean, they're probably all at large tournament teams in basketball. In basketball, right. what I'm getting at is this though: is that like if you're a football team, if you're Penn State, you have this monster budget for for college football. If you are Colorado State, not that they're a Power 5 school, right. you have a very minimal budget. In basketball, the thing that surprises me about the way you feel about it is is that if you're Rick Pitino, you want to hold a cap, and yet, as a basketball coach at you Kentucky no or Louisville, no you have made an absolute fortune. Yeah. I do think there needs to be some regulation somewhere around this. There needs to be a national regulation to some extent, because that's part of the problem. Well, that's just it, is that, is that NIL has gone wild, and there is no regulation Right, of but kind. I don't believe a cap, because coaches aren't getting a cap. Oh, we gonna can we cap coaches' salaries then? Yeah, and the thing about a minimum... What, what, a not, floor. A floor, that then... The question is, can everybody truly compete? Well, if you can't, if you can't make the floor, then you're out of the Power Five. You hear that? Out. You hear that? You hear that? You you cheap skates? You're yeah. Go- you go to you go to Terminal G five, Group of Five. Oh, G five. Yeah. Oh. Wait, but why would co- why would you want coaches to have a cap? Because in like forget like I could be wrong, but in major league sports, they don't count like coaches' salaries. Don't no, I understand, but that's the point. Is that no? But in, yeah, but the players were getting compensated there, whereas in college they weren't well, for a very long time. I mean, imagine saying that the most a college basketball player could make is two million dollars, but the coach can make twelve million dollars, right. or Fifteen million dollars, or whatever. Right. Like, there's oh, yeah, no cap it, on the coaches. Right. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Well, I mean, everybody's trying to come up with a solution. You know what I mean? That's yeah. really they, what it comes down to. They yeah. should just have like a national governing board for NIL. You oh. know what the best solution was? What they did 20 years ago. Pay them under the table and then yeah. we talk about it. <laughs> that was the best. Because now, if I'm watching kids getting paid and we've got a... Isn't it just like the NBA junior? It's just mm-hmm. a minor league NBA? Well, but that's NFL what... Junior. But honestly, in a lot of other countries, that's what it is. No, you know I get saying? it. Like, I, if you go to like... Spain, for example. There's no more one shining moment now. If you go to Spain, there was never one really dull one moment. Yeah. If Just you go to kind of Spain, for example, no, back in the Duke days, it was one shining moment. Oh, get out of here! Oh, please. Whether it, whether in Spain, whether it's soccer or even basketball, which Spain is like a very popular basketball country and has become one. By the way, corporate Greg walking out as the phones are down. Right. I know. Come on, Greg. Oh, do he's better. turning around now. He's do better. Around. What kind of responsibility Greg? is that? I mean, seriously. What kind of accountability right. is that? What kind of manager of audio your, operations your leaves? <laughs> what kind of ma- what kind of manager of audio operations leaves yeah. when operations he, aren't he's managed? Leaving, this is like the movie Platoon, except he's leaving us. Yeah. Dude, come it's on. It's not as extreme. Now he's trying to call into the <laughs> show. Oh, he just gave you the finger. Oh, oh that oh. was on camera. Yes, yeah. it was. I caught it. Yes, over it there. was. Yeah. If our cameras actually worked tonight and the stream was up, yeah. people would see this. Right. Yes. Are you going to go to HR because your feelings are hurt? No. no. Oh, okay. Uh, so anyway, uh, 
What the hell were we You're talking about? You're a bad about? guy. I don't, oh, it doesn't in, matter. In I'm a bad guy? You're a bad guy. Greg just left us in the wilderness. In, in other countries. <laughs> Never leave a man down. He left the whole team down. In other countries, they get kids early, okay? And they pay them. Luka Doncic was playing basketball in Spain when he was 14 years old. Getting paid. For God's sake. And yeah. riding a horse topless. No, that's uh, that's Jokic. Yeah. Oh, it's a different yeah. deal. He's yeah. actually Sorry. being pulled by a horse. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that is Radio Tinder. We're done. That's it. We're, way, we're way over. I want another one. We're way over with what? We're not, who knows if we're right. even on the air Phones right now? don't work. YouTube doesn't work. I, we can keep going Talk about want. minor market. What do you want to do? Come on. You're in charge. One you more are Radio Tinder question. Don't even say what I think you're going to say. Okay? <laughs> do not say it. Go ahead. One more question. Why All right. Else? Really quick. All right. So Richard Deitch of The Athletic talked to... Uh, Tony Romo, Jim Nance, and sideline reporter Tracy Wolfson ahead of the Super Bowl broadcast. Mm-hmm. One of the things he asked them about Deitch. was if at some point down the road they would be willing to talk about gambling information on the air if they were asked. And Tony Romo said that he, think it's, he thinks it's a slippery slope. Oh, and really? he said that he thinks that it, it kind of makes the game feel less pure oh, doing stop. that. Stop. Uh, do you guys agree with Tony I Romo? I mean, swipe no. Left swipe right. left. Get out of here, Romo. Brent Musburger used to do it the, in the best <laughs> yes. way possible every Al, game. How about Al Michaels? Al Michaels oh. does it long before gambling was considered uh, okay. I, I, for sure. But nobody did it like Brent back in the day. You are looking live. Where Brent used to be like, he, he, would, he would give you the... And that that score means a little bit, or he would say, "What was the phrase he used?" That score means something to some out there, right? Like he'd gi- he'd give it to you. So we've been doing this forever in one way, shape, or form. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Romo, stop. Enough. Well, the whole thing about this the, is what, he yaps too much. No, but this Romo. is this is the issue. The issue is is that guys like Romo went to the locker room every day, and whether saw it was the in, sign. Col- they, in college and in the NFL, and they saw the sign. It's very hard for them to get over the fact that the NFL has jumped in with both feet. They're doing the Super Bowl in Las Vegas! They have an NFL exactly. team in Las exactly. Vegas. Exactly. They they, they're moving a Major League Baseball team into Las Vegas. Hockey was the experiment in Las Vegas. The point is, is that Vegas is hosting a Super Gary Bowl. Gary Bettman actually should deserve right. a lot more credit than people give him. Vegas has an NFL team. Vegas has a mega stadium. Vegas has the Super Bowl. And guess what else? For everything that I saw on 60 Minutes this past weekend, did you happen to see this piece on I 60 did. Minutes? I saw oh, it. Did you good. see one guy was going at me oh, at, yeah. uh, in the community? It's, I know. It's like, it's like dude, I, I mean, listen, are there going to be more people that might get addicted to gambling? It's possible. Because okay, more people are probably doing it. Are more people going to get addicted to weed now that weed is legal? It's possible because more people have more access to it. you got to control it, man. Restraint. Yeah, but the issue was that Goodell especially... And they read one of the reporters who actually was there last night while, while they did it odd timing to where a lot of the reporters well, didn't show up. Well, there was invite only for the exactly. reporters. Read the quote meeting. from 10 yeah. years ago to him, mm-hmm. and he just pretended like he didn't hear. Yeah. Because that's the problem, is Goodell was so against this. Yeah. And so and now, again, he's done an about-face, but we all know why, so yeah. who cares? I mean, when the owners of he NFL He also works teams, for the owners. Right, exactly. But, but yeah. when the owners were like, wait a second, why is everybody making money on gambling on football, but we, the owners of the teams, are not? We need to switch that and fix that, and then all of a sudden, the next thing you know, the owners are investors in all of these brands that are all about gambling right that's when they decide you know what we're over it it's okay players can't gamble but everybody can gamble on our game as long as we're making money off of it yeah and that makes sense you know what you're gonna give jim nance some flowers this weekend who's gonna give, nance give him his, i know you don't like to give people flowers right. but you got to give nance's well flowers. i mean doing you, another super bowl you know i love nance well i can tell you where you can get some flowers for him at books tell me and here's the deal i 